All right. Welcome back to another episode of Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after but rarely explored. And as always, I have with me my lovely co-host, Alyssa. Hi, Snow Angels. Yes. It's officially yes. December. <laughs> uh, so do you have any tea for us this week? Because I am fresh out. <laughs> you have actual tea? Oh, I mean, I do have actual tea. It's just, it's just a, a quarter lemon and a tablespoon of honey because... I just was feeling like I needed tea and something warm, but I didn't want to make actual tea. No, you had me because I literally got, you were like, do you want tea? And I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have tea time, but it's it's tea tea. <laughs> yes. But I figured my tea could be a follow up to last week because I kind of want to just dive a little bit more in depth about what I was experiencing. Um, so it was about the laundry situation from last week's tea and... I want to talk about how crazy I felt trying to explain to my partner how I do laundry, which is probably why all of this ensued and I was already agitated, like I said last episode, but I was talking about how difficult it is to hand over laundry to somebody else because I feel like it's way too large of a task. Um, I separate my laundry. I don't, I used to throw it all in, just like, all of it, lights, darks, reds, whatever, into the wash. Did you have a fiasco? I think it wasn't coming as clean, and then I had a lot of stuff bleed into each other because I was Mm -hmm. buying a lot of new clothes at the time. So I had to stop doing that, and then I was doing, like, colors, like, light and dark, and then reds and, like, towel separate. But as I started to get, like, a better wardrobe with uh, better quality clothes, I had to, like, realize that I was pretty much tearing apart my clothing in the washing machine and dryer because I wasn't following the rule, like, the rules, the instructions, the care yeah. instructions. Which, I mean, can kind of be like rules because if you don't take <laughs> care of it the right way, like, it's going to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to explain that, you know, I separate <laughs> by soil level. So it's light soil, heavy soil, towels go separately, Always. Because um, it just makes sense. You yeah. know, like, you use, you wear things that usually get dirtier quicker, like towels, for example, or heavy mm-hmm. soil, or sweatpants or and jeans. They're going to take up all of the detergent. I watched a video. This is why it all happened. It all makes sense. <laughs> yes, but... And, but also, too, like, don't you wear your jeans multiple days? Because I know I do. Like, you're supposed to. You're, yeah. I know you're not supposed to wa- wear them one time and wash them. Yeah, like, you're, you're not. You're supposed to wear them, like, multiple times. Yeah, so they do. They get, lot, like, a lot dirtier, and then the detergent will soak up like the jeans will soak up all the detergent and it won't get your other items clean because all that soap has disappeared taking care of that so i have the the soil level thing and then i also have a tiny washing machine so i started helpful either still separating by like colors light and dark and so like i was i just felt totally neurotic trying (laughs) to explain this and i was like and then i put my underwear and socks separate and i like do all the stain stuff (laughs) like I was like, this is just ridiculous. I was like, I'll just, I'd just rather do it myself. Yeah. So. Delegate another task. You got to delegate a different task. Because, like, I that's, one, that's one that you have to just take care of for yourself. And I acknowledge that. But it kind of got me thinking about the high standards, high maintenance concept. Mm. I personally already consider myself high maintenance. Like, when I meet someone, whether that's friends or even in a relationship, I will f- pretty quickly say, hey, I'm high maintenance. I take a long time to get ready. I like to do a lot of my makeup and stuff like that. And I put that out there. But I thought my laundry was another reason why I was high high maintenance. maintenance. 
because I'm like got all these rules and regulations around it. <laughs> so, hence the topic is standards and maintenance. Is there such a thing as too high? Mm. Thoughts? No, absolutely not. I, I genuinely don't think that there's ever something that's too high because someone will fulfill whatever that high maintenance need is for a person, whether you're a guy or a girl. I genuinely hate the term high maintenance because I think that it takes away from what you need as a person, regardless of if it is more than what someone else needs. Like you're human. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how I feel. Have you ever felt high maintenance? I didn't feel high maintenance until one of my best friends pointed it out to me because I was like, oh, you know, like I go get my nails done. Now it's more regularly because I got acrylics put on, but I was Show going those like... babies off. <laughs> Give me the they look really bad right now, so I'm kind of like... <laughs> I don't know if y'all can even hear that. Um... But I was going when I just was getting my, I would just literally get my toes done because I hated painting my toes. Like, I could do my fingernails super quick, but my toes were something that, like, I just genuinely enjoyed having oh, someone else do. the massage. The massage. I, I would get the little extra package. I wouldn't get the basic. I get the $65 mm-hmm. one. So I get the little, like, clay mask on my legs and things like that. So I just really enjoyed it. Plus, I hated doing, like, my cuticles on my toenails. I always messed it up. I always ended up with ingrown toenails. So I just got to a point where I was like, I'll just go every six weeks to eight weeks and go get them mm-hmm. done. Um, and then as now I have acrylics on, so I go every, anywhere from every two weeks to three weeks. Lately, I've been pushing it on the three week mark just because I don't have time. Um, but I also like to go to the sauna or to get like the spa. Like I like to go get you at first. I was going to the sauna pretty regularly at least twice a week, (laughs) at least twice a month. And then I was upping, upping it and I was going every single week. Um, and then it's just something that I need for like my mental sanity is to just like disconnect completely from everything for a while and just be in an environment that is extremely soothing and so as I was doing that and I was explaining these things and I was like oh I like to get like I like to get my hair done like you know every six to eight weeks because I like to keep it trimmed and pretty and clean because yeah like I mean this 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 song is long baby so I have to go I mean and y'all can see how far my hair has grown out since I dyed it which was Right, oh, that was it was the Halloween. day. Yeah, it was the weekend before Halloween. I, uh, weekend before Halloween. It's also only November, by the way, when we're recording. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a lot. It's a lot sooner, and so I do. I have like maintenance things that I need to keep up for myself, but I never thought that those were high maintenance things. I thought those were regular care. Like I thought, you know, people go and get cleaned up. They go, you know, they recommend getting your hair trimmed yeah. every six to eight weeks. So I was just under the impression these were normal things that people did. And then I was like, you know, I save my time during the middle of the day when I'm working and my nephew is napping that I take that hour and a half to two hours and I get on the bike, I read, I take space to like meditate, do yoga, like it's me time. And then I take a shower. Like it's, and my best friend was like, wow, you are more high maintenance than I really thought you were. And I was like, high maintenance? That's high maintenance? I thought high maintenance was like bitches that need like a thousand dollar, like sugar daddy. Like I thought that was like high maintenance to me. And I'm like, just because I like want to take care of myself, that's high maintenance. I'm like, okay, I think I'm strew like misconstrued on what the word high maintenance actually means. So let's bring that right in because I <laughs> pulled up the definitions, which I actually think is really funny because I actually have three definitions from three different sites and they are all different. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's dive into it. Okay. So from Oxford language, it, the definition of high maintenance is needing a lot of work to keep in good condition. 
I thought that was interesting because in good condition. Yeah, Especially I feel like, about, like a person. Yeah, I think I that's like, a good. That's where I was like, okay, I feel like okay, that applied to me. But I was like, I didn't think just because I wanted to be in good condition that means high maintenance. So. No, but so then Collins Dictionary said high maintenance is if you describe something or someone as high maintenance, it means that they require a lot of time, money, or effort. So, totally different from the last one. Mm-hmm. And then Merriam-Webster's definition of high maintenance was either requiring a large amount of care or maintenance or of a person, meaning tending to cause problems or demand attention, extremely sensitive, demanding, or temperamental. So, huge range in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the opposite scale, I also want to define low maintenance so that we kind of know where that is. Um, again, Oxford language, it was requiring little work to keep in good condition, so very similar, just the opposite. Um, and then Merriam-Webster said, requiring little care or maintenance, um, not tending to cause problems or demand attention, easy and pleasant to deal with or work with. Do you feel like those are accurate? In a way, but sadly, I think that second, like, low maintenance can lead to people being super hyper-independent in relationships. Because when you claim that you're low maintenance, like, you don't need a lot, like, you're probably less likely to, like, reach out to your partner when things are tough. Like, Mm. you're, because you want to maintain that I'm low maintenance, like, I'm easygoing type personality, you you won't, you won't reach out. You went emotionally. I I went emotionally. Well, and that was something I I wanted to touch on was, like, I feel like each of these definitions covers a physical, a mental, and, like, an emotional state. Yeah, I think so, too. I think low maintenance, like, when I thought of it, was more physical. Like, when I think when guys talk about low maintenance, they're like, oh, you know, it doesn't wear a lot of makeup, Mm -hmm. um, easy to get out of the house. Like, they're just like, okay, I got dressed up. We're good. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I always considered myself low maintenance because I, I always thought I was low maintenance until I was described as high maintenance. And I was like, am I high maintenance? And I was like, I don't think so. I barely wear makeup. Like, I know exactly what I'm going to wear because I don't keep dressy outfits in the house. I have, like, maybe five dresses besides, like, summer dresses that are just to throw over bathing suits. And I have five maybe really nice dresses. So I don't have a big closet to choose from, and I steal my mom's shoes. I don't keep – I have one to maybe two pairs of high heels in the drawer. I, def- like, I definitely feel like it differs for everybody, though. Because, yeah. like, I would not consider you high maintenance. Yeah. So. <laughs> I didn't think I was high maintenance. And yeah. I also, I mean, I call myself high maintenance, but I think I kind of brought that around myself when I was a preteen because I was looking at society and, you know, I think Legally Blonde, like, um, Reese Witherspoon Legally Blonde is, like, the high maintenance definition, like, needs a lot of prep, her ma- nails done, facials, like, all the things. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I wanted and she to... she always looks absolutely 100% presentable no matter what she's Yeah, in. exactly. But, like, I just wanted to kind of keep that away from me, like, having it be a bad connotation. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why not just own that shit? Yeah, And absolutely. just say I'm high maintenance out the gate. So if someone doesn't accept that, I'll be like, well, I told you. Yeah, and like, peace, bye, like, we're not meant to be. Scoot along. Or like, you know, we can't be friends because I am high maintenance and you don't like that, so we'll move along. We'll separate. Yeah, definitely. Um, so diving in a little bit further, I had what is considered high maintenance. So I was going to bring up some of the ones that we talked about prior to the episode, um, which was taking a long time to get ready, dressing extravagant at casual events, getting hair, um, mani-pedi, facials done weekly or monthly, um, pulling, putting makeup on to go to the gym, excessive or expensive hobbies like cars, fishing, gym, um, excessive shopping or clothes or shoes. 
which is crazy because I like read that and I'm like, okay, so like I definitely go get like a manicure like every other week to every three weeks. I go to the sauna like every week to every other week to now I'm down to like once a month again. Expensive hobbies, you know, cars, fishing, gym. Um, you know I love my athleisure wear. Plus, like, my protein powder is, like, 50 bucks. So, and I pay that monthly. And I'm like, oh, Lord, like, am I high maintenance? I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm an excessive shopper. But, like, if I see something I want, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> also, I have a lot of clothes. I take a fairly long time to get it ready. If an hour, I guess an hour is a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I can do my makeup in the car. Like, let's just go. It's literally mascara and eyeshadow. Yeah. That's not, I don't get this cute on its own. <laughs> um, but I do get my hair, you know, dyed or cut every now and then. And mm-hmm. I usually sometimes will get, like, a pedicure. Is that... Am I now high maintenance because I've gotten a two or three of these? Yeah, that's what, and that's why I was, like, looking at these. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. Like, am I high maintenance? Like, shit. Now, I would not put makeup on to go to the gym. I had, but I was very insecure about my skin back then. Mm, that's so, like, fair. nowadays, I have just accepted it and I've gotten used to, like, going out. But there was a time where, like, I didn't want to leave the house without makeup because I felt self-conscious. Like, I was only not wearing makeup around, like, my family and, like, my close friends. Mm. So do you feel like high maintenance can come from... A societal standard, but also from, like, a confidence standard. I think so, because if if you have maybe, like, a lack of self-esteem or confidence, you're probably going to be more insecure about things and want to, like, get that perfect societally normal standard. Mm -hmm. So you're going to do more and put more effort in to get to that, like, place. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I agree. That's why I was like, I'm curious if she feels the same way, because I know I do. (laughs) For sure. So do you think that sometimes perfectionists are considered high maintenance, even though they just are wanting things to be a certain way? Yeah. I think as soon as someone says anything that is close to perfectionism, they're like, oh, you're high maintenance. Yeah. And I can't stand that. (laughs) I can't. Um, That actually relates to the quote that I found. I was reading a Better Life article, and... Dr. Fran, oh, I'm going to butcher that, Walfish, That's family and relationship psychologist, said many high-maintenance people are perfectionists. They want to be the best and have the best, and anything less is disappointing, which I think can be a common thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I consider myself a perfectionist as well, so right along with high-maintenance. <laughs> but I think sometimes I'm like, oh, I could have done better, and it does become a little disappointing. Yeah. Well, but I think, like, why is it, why is being disappointed by a certain thing considered a bad thing? Like, why can't we just be disappointed about something and then just, like, move along with it and figure out between whether it's in a relationship, especially, like, in this scenario, like, you, you know that, like, you're a perfectionist when it comes to that. Like, let somebody else take over, like, cleaning the bathroom because you know you're not that big of a perfectionist there. Or, like, load the dishwasher, like, clean the dishes, like, wipe, wash the floor, take out the trash. Like, delegate other tasks instead of just constantly having to feel like you have to be disappointed in this one thing because you have, you let somebody take over. Well, I think that's where the question arises, too. Like, is having, being high maintenance or standards a bad thing or is it too much like is high standards too high 
I don't personally think it is. Mm-mm. I have ways of doing things that I think are efficient and work well for me and what I have in my life right now. And, like, I, I would delegate other things, but I also think that whoever's surrounding me in my life should also be willing to help me out and do things the way I might want to do them. Mm-hmm. So, but I know there are limits to everything, obviously. Yeah. And I know there are limits, too, especially in this scenario, like, that we're talking specifically relationships. Like, I know that there are limits to what your partner is willing to do and can do. And, I mean, there is one particular thing that the guy that I'm seeing now, he does not change the toilet paper roll. Does not (laughs) Uh, change the toilet paper roll. It's so easy. It's so easy. He goes, baby, I'm 29. I don't think I've ever done this in my entire life. I'm not changing now. And I just had to mentally set myself up for, like, to continue this relationship. I'm going to have to be okay with that. The man's 29. He's not going to change unless he's ready to change. He wants to change it. And I'm like, I just have to accept it as it is. And, like, it won't be on the roll. There'll always be an empty roll whenever it's empty. And the thing will be right there on the counter. I witnessed it in my house. And then I witnessed it in his house. And I was like, okay, that's just something I have to accept. Like, there are certain things. I know. You're like, oh, I want to change that. And I'm over here like, yeah, no, I don't have the mental capacity to fight with you about a fucking roll of toilet paper. I don't think I'd fight with anybody. But I do think that if you're in a, like, any point in your life, you should be able to continue learning. And if putting toilet paper on the roll so that next time you want to take a shit and you have toilet paper i i'm sorry i think i'd be petty a little bit petty he doesn't even care because it's right it's right there next to the thing it's right he'll put it on he'll get a new rollout but then he just puts it on you're already halfway there at that point though i thought about that and i literally like walked in and sat down on the toilet and i went to reach and i was like we really just leave empty rolls and then i turned to grab a roll and i was like no what wait (laughs) What? I was flabbergasted, but I was like, so I literally remember walking into the bedroom and being like, babe, what's the, what was that toilet paper situation in there? Like, what happened? And he was like, oh, I just don't put toilet paper on the roll. I'm like, so you guys going to have like a shelf in your house? I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to have to mentally figure that out I could at least accept that. Like, I'm uh, up to like compromise or resolution. So like, maybe we have a shelf in our house that just the toilet paper sits on instead of the roll. Because anytime I see like the empty like hanger, I would be like and <laughs> disappointed. Here, and here's the thing: there's in his house there were several empty rolls, even though there was a trash can right there in the bathroom. And I was like, "What is happening?" I'm high maintenance. Just, I'm already what, accepting. What, I'm what, what is happening? I was I was just like, "Is this?" I literally remember I walked to the bathroom and I was like, "Babe, you have a trash can." He was like, "Yeah." You have six empty rolls. Did you go through all those this week? No. I don't know how long those have been there. I'm like... Maybe it's because I grew up in a okay. house full of full... Like, it was a full house. Yeah. Where, like, we all contributed and had to pull our own weight. But that is <laughs> unacceptable in my book. Just throw them the fuck away. <laughs> it's not that hard. That's what I said. But you know what? This man does a lot of other things. So I, I was said... Say, if he does the good stuff... He does all the other you things. You gotta accept something. That's why. That's what I said. I was like, okay, there are... What are what are the red flags? I'm like, if a red flag is not putting the toilet paper on the roll, that's not a red flag. That's a personal preference. So I'm gonna have to find a way, like you said, to compromise and maybe instead of it being an like a, a pull, like a... Uh-huh. Toilet paper hanger. hanger Thank folders. you. That's the word I wanted. Um, <clears throat> it might just be a shelf because I don't know if mentally I'll be able to handle that. I get so, that. That's understandable. Just, uh, we'll figure something out. But that will be a situation we'll have to figure out when we move in together. Because I am not your mother, I am not going to do it at your house, and you're sure the fuck when we move in together, I'm not going to do it at mine. <laughs> I don't think these are red flags, but, I mean, let's give the lowdown on what in a relationship 
people consider high maintenance. So, <laughs> I found 17. That's a laundry list of things. Yeah. Um, I had inflexible with schedule, difficulty adjusting to the unexpected, um, usually resulting in some type of guilt, pout, or shame response. Have you? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Not for myself. Do you want to expand? I've, I've experienced it in a relationship from my partner um, of just like something didn't go as planned. I fell asleep before an event and I like something I can't control. Like mm. waiting there, waiting for responses to like when I can come over. Like you just let me know when you're done with dinner and, and gift giving because like it was our first year together and I was like, I'm not going to just come over and then not get a gift like I feel like everyone's gonna feel awkward in that situation Mm -hmm. so just let me know when you're all set and ready for me all right yeah sure well didn't get a text until like eight o'clock at night I was in bed and like I was on top you go to bed I I that night I was but I'd also been drinking all day Mm -hmm. so like that played into a factor and then I got the massive shame response of I can't believe you left me alone on Christmas like this is awful I would never do this to you but like also wouldn't come to my house on Christmas. Red flags. I'm Red giving flags. a face of disdain. Um, so, yeah, no, I've definitely experienced that in a relationship, which is why I was like, okay. Okay. I could see, like, the um, adjusting to the unexpected. Mm-hmm. I have never encountered someone that was, like, inflexible with scheduling. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to hear, though. It does mm-hmm. actually happen. Yep, it does happen. Um, there was also never satisfied. That was just like general, never satisfied. I assume with anything. Yeah. But like, could it just be you're never satisfied with a specific part of your relationship? Could that, like, would you also see that? Like, I'm never satisfied in the bedroom. Now, is that because like you're insatiable or is that because like you're not communicating with your partner? I think that sounds like a communication issue more than like high maintenance. I would, I feel like the over, like, general idea of high maintenance is there's like an accumulating problem like it's not in just in one area Mm, it's like in multiple areas for it to be considered high maintenance okay yeah i would agree okay accepted (laughs) (laughs) um also we had texts or calls that go unanswered drive you up a wall so like I'm that. I'm of this one. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> when you know you text your partner and they don't respond within ten minutes, and then you text them again and again and again. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> I feel like this one could go other ways though. Like maybe you have some insecurity, or I was just about to say that stems just from insecurity. Double text. Some, the people that I don't do it, but they I write out all in one bubble. Sorry, but other people bubble, 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 bubble. <laughs> I did that to you last night. Bubble, 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 bubble. I'm a bubble person because it's like just as my thoughts arise, like I may finish a thought and then like I, so I immediately put my phone down. But then I'm like, oh shit, wait, and like, but sometimes I can I just, gather all of it. I use in the one. indent. Yeah, I use that if we're having like a serious conversation because I need that time to think. Like I've stated previously, like I'm someone who sometimes needs to take a moment and like write things down. So texting, having an argument through text sometimes works for me. You send it all at once though. So what does the indent really help you? I would think you'd use the bubbles, multiple bubbles when you want like a pause. Yeah, I just, I use those more when like I'm excited talking about something rather than like something's going awry. Oh, usually, like, I, I, we talk about, like, a lot of subjects when I'm catching up with somebody. Yeah. So, like, I'll use the indents to okay. try to, like, yeah. bullet point it out. I'm a both person, I think. Like, 
last night I sent you multiple bubbles of things, but then, like, there have been times when we're having conversations and I end in and, like, yeah, jump do. from subject to subject. So I think I'm a both person on that front. So do you feel like unanswered texts and calls that drive people nuts is high maintenance? No. But I think, I think that stems from insecurity. That's why I don't feel like it's high maintenance because I think there's an underlying issue that's not being solved in your relationship that could easily be fixed if you had an open conversation about why you double text or why unanswered calls drive you crazy or whatever. I don't feel like that's high maintenance. I think that stems from some sort of insecurity, whether from childhood or from adulthood in a yeah, past relationship. Like a deeper issue. Yeah, it's definitely a deeper issue rather than like high maintenance. Agreed. Okay, cool. Uh, I have asking for help and then nitpicking or criticizing um, the people that you asked for doing it incorrectly. Um, I said I felt attacked when I wrote this bullet point (laughs) because I have done this, (laughs) but I don't think I'm criticizing. I typically, because I like things a certain way or that work best for, like, my dishwasher, for example, is shitty, and I don't have enough money to get one yet. So while I save the money, I got to, I'm a dishwasher master and I put them all in a certain way so that everything comes clean. Mm-hmm. And some people will load my dishwasher and it's just like they throw it all in and I'm like, that's not going to come clean. That's why I hand washed everything while I was at your house. <laughs> Guilty as charged because I was like, I know this bitch is particular about her dishwasher. So instead of her being particular, I'm just going to wash everything. Wash it all. If I could put it all in and just say, oh, whatever, it, and come it comes clean. clean, I'd be like, happy, happy Dory. Yeah. But that is not the case. Yeah. I think it's different. I think if you were to get a new dishwasher and things like that, like, that would be something that would go away. I would still organize it my way because I just like it think organized. it works that way. Like, yeah. big plates and then little plates. Oh, yeah. And, like, I've... forks up, whatever. Yeah, like, you do big plates go across the back and they all go the same way. Oh, okay, way. so Miss Dis- <laughs> you're a freaking dishwasher master over here, too. Yeah. I'm not super particular about it. Like, I've had to, like, just let it go. I'm like, if you put your dishwasher, if you, you organize it that way, like, I am not fucking touching it. Because guess what? That's how you want it. And if things don't come clean, it is not my fucking problem. And I'm totally fine with that. Yep. <laughs> I also had complaints constantly and nothing is ever enough. I think that could be valid. If, if mm-hmm. like, okay. a Karen is considered high maintenance for, like, okay. constantly complaining about customer service. Like, it is not always somebody at the store's issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you're just in a fucking mood. Yeah, like, the people that, you know, complain and then you get a refund and then they're still just they're like, it's just not enough. I just need to tell you how shitty you did. Yeah, and yell at the person who didn't really probably have anything to do with the situation that they... Or that they have any control over. Yeah, exactly. Agree. I, I would definitely agree that that is high maintenance. Uh, unable to handle when date night doesn't go as planned. Thoughts on this one? I think it goes both ways simply because I think when it's a consistency of date night going wrong, then there needs to be a conversation. But I think if it happens every now and then, like it shouldn't be a big deal. So I think there's a fine line for that one. I think it, I, I don't think it's high maintenance unless the partner in that situation Makes it out to be high maintenance. Oh, you're being so high maintenance. Why can't you just go with the flow? Yeah. I, I think that, like, 
the unable to handle date night if it doesn't go as planned. I think that's more perfectionism mm. um, or someone that has high expectations because yeah. I know, and I've said it before on the podcast, like sometimes I, my brain will already be like 10 steps ahead of me and I will be thinking about like, what's going to happen, how I'm going to touch their arm or what, and, mm-hmm. and the, all the things that ensue. And so like if you all in your head planned out like your entire date night and then it didn't go as you thought it was going to they didn't say the right things or something didn't you know you didn't get a bouquet of flowers that it can lead to disappointment it can but i think that's also because expectations weren't put in place like you didn't like perfect example when uh me and the guy i'm seeing were first dating I never said to him that flowers are a must. Like, you have to bring me flowers when we go out on dates. I never said that, and I kind of just expected him to know and show up that way. But he ended up running late. He wanted to do that. He got in the car, and he was like, I don't have flowers for you. I'm so sorry. Like, I really wanted to do that. And I was like, ooh, I was like, mm, take a peg down. <laughs> and I was like instant. But then I also, like, had to reflect on, like, I never made that an expectation well known. So I think it comes to communication and if you set your expectations of what a date is going to look like and how it should go and then it doesn't go as planned I think then you might have a right to feel the way that you feel but I don't think that makes you necessarily high maintenance I think so I mean I think high expectations for girls especially can come from like we learn about chivalry mm-hmm and, like, I think part of chivalry is, like, you expect them to, like, open the door or maybe bring us a bouquet of flowers. So, like, mm-hmm. you get that in your head. Yeah. And then when it doesn't happen, you're like, this isn't how it's supposed to go. Wait, mm-hmm. I didn't see that in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially as young, like, young adults, like, you expect certain things because your only real interaction with that is probably seeing, you know it in a movie or in a Disney film or a chick flick or rom-com, something like that. Um, Or reading it in a book. If you're, you know, a big reader, you read about all these chivalrous acts that people do. Yeah, that's why I still love Tootie Guy. Oh, my God. Favorites. (laughs) Anyway, I think... I digress. Yeah. We just had a fangirl moment of our favorites, whoever they are. All Um, of them. (laughs) um, But I think, again, that comes down to... Like, we had expectations, but, you know, men weren't watching those same movies. Like, you ask a lot of men, and a lot of men don't like rom-coms. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not saying all of them. Like, I know that there are men out there that love rom-com movies, absolutely. But I think that they're also, you know, they're not taught that way either. Because I think, you know, the divorce rate in America is pretty high. 50-50. So you have parents that aren't teaching their children how to act with their significant others. Because that's... You know, they see a single parent in each home doing what they need to do to take care of things that have to be done. And, you know, date nights aren't a thing, you know. And if when date nights are happening, the child's usually with the opposite parent. Um, So you're not really being shown what the expectation of dating should be. Yeah, I definitely think the resources Mm -hmm. are different. Yeah, and I think also, too, like, it starts in childhood. Like, if your father takes you out on daughter date, like daddy-daughter dates or your mom takes you out on mother-son dates, like you have an expectation as to what you're supposed to be doing. The father-daughter dances. Uh, yeah, the father-daughter dances. I wish they had more like mother-son dances or... Mo- it said something, but I couldn't read it. I'm so sorry. Baby, it's okay. Stop stressing. It's cool. I think it is because... Are we actually going to put out... What was it, 15? Maybe if I delete one of these or like... 
I don't know if I can move it to the cloud. Whatever you gotta do. Mm -hmm. We can delete 15. We don't have to put 15 out. Okay. I just need you to send me something so I can start I can send playing you, around I'll with send you stitching. Six, whatever, the last one we just recorded Which on Sunday. Which was 16. Yeah, is that okay? That's fine. Because we're still getting this Well, we have together. 16 and 17 we recorded on Sunday. Yeah, but 17, my fucking camera went out again at the end. I got most of it. But okay. I'm going to just be blank the other half. That's right. I need to probably get, like, I need to archive them and get them away from here. Does that help? I'm going to try archiving them and see if that helps. I'm sorry. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> Do you need a bigger uh, SD card? I don't think so. I have. I pay for the hundred gigs of Google. Oh, maybe you just haven't. Have you? I don't record things? a lot of videos. That's the other thing. So I'm not sure. I was like, maybe move it to the cloud and then delete it from your phone. That's why I tried to archive it to see because usually that says it, like if you clear up space by archiving. Okay. But I don't know how that works. Okay. Are you good to go, though? Mm -hmm. You're recording again? Mm -hmm. Okay. I wish that they had more, like, mother-son dates, because, or mother-son dances. <laughs> like, I say dates, but I was like, you know, dances or thing, or, you know, things like that, because I don't feel like that was something that was done, unless I'm just forgetting because I was caught up in daddy-daughter dates. I feel like, was it, I think it's like Dr. Phil talks about that a lot on his show. He always talks about, like, the importance of um role modelship with the other the opposite sex parent mm -hmm. and how that plays a huge role in the development of a child so yeah. i would agree with that I, yeah i don't know i think they do have mother and son dances but it's been so or long was it dates like did they do bowling mother and son bowling or something I'm was it sure. different than like daddy daughter dances i don't know i definitely remember the father daughter dances because obviously yeah. I, I am one and yeah I, <laughs> I went to multiple but yeah i haven't I'm not sure. I think we'll have to get back on that one. Yeah, and if you guys know or if you guys were able to experience those, like, mother-son um, whatever's, dates, dances, uh, events, like, events. please let us know. That's the word I was looking for. Um, please let us know because, I, you know, we really don't remember it, but obviously we're females, so yeah. we... And did, did it help you form... Um, what your expectations are around dates now mm -hmm. is a good Absolutely. question. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. All right, let's see. Um, Follow-up to date night <laughs> is mm. not into low-key dates, uh, like going Dutch, picnics, dive bars, camping. Like, can you probably wouldn't see. <laughs> can you explain to me what going Dutch is? Because I don't think I understand Going that. Dutch is like free dates, so like you don't pay for oh, anything. Oh, okay, all right. So like I love if, those dates. <laughs> on last episode, we talked about handmade or like mm. free gifts. That mm -hmm. would be like going Dutch on a gift. Perfect. Let's do it, baby. I'm down. Oh, wait, is going is going Dutch splitting it 50-50? Even that, I'm still okay with. I think I'm okay with that, especially in the groundwork days of a relationship. Like if I mean, you're just it's still, it's, date. Yeah, it still goes with this because I don't think anyone that would be considered high maintenance would actually want to go 50-50 on a date. I, I agree. I was having that exact same thought as we were, were talking about it. But I, like, I don't understand how, like, picnics, dive bars, and camping can't still be high maintenance. Like, have you not seen those gorgeous dates where it's, like, the back of a pickup truck and they're, like, picnicking and, like, it just looks extravagant? Like, Yeah, but that's why how glamping came into effect is because... I do understand not wanting to sit on a rocky ass tent. Yeah. <laughs> or like bugs being, you know, biting me and whatever. So like glamping is a thing, like RV camping mm -hmm. or on top of the roof of your car mm -hmm. or even in the back of your, the pickup truck, like you just said. Right. Um, 
but I think it's because they want that extravagant, maybe they have that, like, um, high-expectation lifestyle okay. of, like, celebrities, you know, going out to fine dining, five-star restaurants, um, you know, the guy always pays or she always pays, whatever it is. But I think, again, that's the lack of communication for expectations. So I don't think that any of those things are high-maintenance. I don't think that, like, if you expect luxurious fine dining dinners that like you don't deserve that because if that's what you think you deserve like to me that's not high maintenance that's what you want that's what you think should be happening and like I don't believe that that's high maintenance yeah I definitely think this would have to be on a more consistent basis like we can't go anywhere else except yeah five-star restaurants yeah like that and spend four hundred dollars every time you go out for dinner right or like you know oh we're going on a long three-week vacation off to the Alps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think there there's a, like, kind of time frame around that and consistency. But also, like, if that's what you want, then, like... That's okay. That's okay, too. Yep. Uh, small gestures disappoint you. Like, you need large displays of affection. You know, the big proposal, bouquets upon bouquets of flowers. Like, a hand love note handwritten love note would not be sufficient oh my god that would be my favorite i love that stuff but i guess that is what people consider high maintenance is like it's not enough like they'd be like i don't want that (laughs) yeah but i think like do we see both sides of it in movies and depending on which movies you watched when you were growing up in your formative years makes you want one thing over another in high school like a snobby girl would get a love letter from it like a nerd quote unquote yeah um and then they just like flick it away from them like i can't i don't accept that i'm waiting for the rich you know jock over here and sweep me away over to denny's (laughs) fucking (laughs) bullshit (laughs) sorry yeah i don't i don't know i just i sometimes think the smaller gestures are like way better But again, like, I don't think that, like, just because you want large gestures means that you're high maintenance. I think it's your love language. Yeah. Like, gifts. Gifts is a love language. Yeah. And, like, if you expect big extravagant gifts, then, like, that's okay. Like, that's your love language. But I think, again, this comes down to expectation and making sure that, like, your partner knows what your expectations are. Because your partner cannot know how to love you if you're not clear about what that expectation is and looks like for you. Agreed. So, again, I don't think that's a high-maintenance thing. I think that's a expectation, and that's okay to be an expectation. A lot of these are, like, just expectations and, like, could use more communication. Yeah. I think, like I said, only in, like, multiples and consistent, if it becomes, like, toxic, would this become a problem. Right. If, like, this one time they did a small gesture, you freak out about it, then, yeah, I think you might be a little high maintenance. But, again, if you set your expectation in the relationship that, like, you expect large gestures all the time and they do a small gesture, then, like, are you valid with that? I think so. If you guys, especially if you talked about it and, like, you agreed that that was what you were looking for and he was, and your partner was saying, okay, I'm willing to accept that, Mm -hmm. then, yes. So, okay. All right. So, never hang out at your partner's place. Um, I, I think this one was weird. I did too, but I think it has to do with like your comfort zone. 
Like, you mm. wouldn't have to, like, pack an overnight bag, or maybe his place is dirty or something like that. Like, it's unclean, so you want to stay at your place all the time. Which That's I can understand. <laughs> it's very Bachelor valid. men are raunchy. Sorry. <laughs> personal experience. <laughs> I think it's uh, for both. any Anybody, honestly. It could be on both sides of the relationship. It's, it could just be a fact of, like, you're really uncomfortable out of your own like home too and yeah. like that's okay I think they the idea is they want you know you're spending as many days there as they are coming to you that way you guys are kind of like it's equal effort I mean I can see that but like you know what do you consider equal effort like you know when I'm always in a relationship I'm always like I can't afford to really pay for food out but I'm always willing to cook food in so like as long as you pay for food out I'll cook dinner for sure in. like so I think there's that balance of like what does that look like? I think we could always, like, for the two know. of us, I think we could always find a balance. But, yeah. like, I think for that, for the, just driving, I think would be the thing. Like, I okay. know I have asked people in my life, like, because I felt like I was always the person traveling and I was driving, like, uh, over an hour um, to go and, like, go see those people and, like, spend time. But, like, I wasn't getting, like... Anything in return. No, and I was, like, spending all this gas money, and then that's I was trying I to drive. I was always driving back late. Yeah, that's why I always offer for you. I'm like, can I cook you breakfast? Like, you always drive to my house so we can record. Can I cook you breakfast? Like, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I think that is where maybe that lies, is, like, mm-hmm. being able to, like, work with each other to do both. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like if you are the person that wants to be, like, staying in your little bubble in your comfort zone, like, maybe offer every now and then to pay for, like, a tank of gas for your partner or mm. something like that. Or just make, like, a bigger, big gesture in return as well. Make I breakfast. Think. Yeah, make breakfast. We love breakfast. Yeah, we love breakfast here. So just make that bigger, that, that same, what you feel like is the same gesture in return and express to your partner that you are trying to fill that gap because you feel like things are uneven. And maybe they'll have better ideas as to how you can fill that gap for them too. I think, again, it's an open conversation. Communication is really key, I feel like, in this high-maintenance realm. But, again, I think Any you, relationship. I, was, I was just about to say, Alyssa, you and I are very, like, all relationships need a lot of communication. Mm-hmm. All right. Monopolize most of the conversation. <laughs> I see you moving your head. What are your thoughts? As someone who can do this, I don't necessarily think this is high maintenance. I just think that sometimes I get really caught up in my own thoughts that, like, I don't even think twice. But it's, like, most of the conversation. I think this would be, like, all the time. Okay. Like, you can't get in a word edgewise <laughs> without them being like, oh, but I, I did it, da, 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 and, like, I need center of attention. Like, think about, like, if you're out with, like, some friends. Uh, none of our friends, but you're out with hypothetical friends and, like, you start talking or, like, some guy starts talking to you and they're like, oh, wait, um, excuse me, like, what do they call it, pick me girls? Mm. I saw a video on that today. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah? Now I'm informed, so I understand that reference. <laughs> I don't know where I saw it. It was probably TikTok. <laughs> probably. I knew that it existed. I didn't know it had a term. But, yeah, I mean, pick me girls are, like, usually the people that want, like, guys attention and Mm -hmm. they absolutely would do anything to get it and they try to be like the bro the cool girl i guess okay i've never personally experienced that i'm sure they exist but yeah they would monopolize a lot of the conversation and try to like interrupt you and stop you from talking so i guess if that happens in a relationship but is that high maintenance or is that there is some underlying issues and a need not being fulfilled 
Mm, I definitely think that is what it is. So I think it, I think it could be both. I think this person could just want to want to monopolize monopolize most of the conversation because they think that their what their thoughts are better than yours. I think that that's a possibility. Um, is that not like? Sorry, I dealt with that before. That's why I say this. <laughs> a little narcissistic there. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Had a few of those, sadly. But I think like that's that's a reality. Like I think someone can do that, but I don't necessarily think that's high maintenance. I think like again, there's that there's an underlying issue. I definitely think that there's an underlying issue, especially the way you just put it. Is like that your um, conversation is more important. Yeah, their words are better are, somehow. Yeah, their words are, are better because they're smarter and they're better educated. Fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Fuck that. <laughs> and this is why we're not together. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. No one... Just because you're not interested in a topic, I'm going to go on a so, like a solid rant hot take for a second. Go for it, baby. Just because you're not interested in somebody else's topic or like what they're enthusiastic about does not mean that you should shut anyone down in the slightest or that you are somehow more important or that your conversation is more important. Like, they are genuinely enthusiastic and trying to share that with you and you're a fucking tool bag if you, do, if you just stampede all over that. Okay, and rant. Anywho. Don't we also talk like you and I, a lot of times we'll be like, can I finish? Oh my god. We do gosh, that a lot. Yeah. Like, and I think we do that in our own relationship. Like, hold up, I'm not done. I'm like, okay, sorry, continue. And I- then it's like, but I do it in my personal relationship with like the people I'm saying because I have had those moments of like my thoughts and my words are being trampled all over. I'm like, I'm not done speaking, so I need to finish. There is a difference between like, you because I know you you usually run like a mile a minute <laughs> or like on the podcast we're both like trying to get our thoughts out yeah but I have encountered multiple people whether that's like out and about or even at work and they just start talking over me and I'm like oh wait wait hold on I'm not done mm-hmm. let me finish my thought and then you can absolutely respond and yeah. it's just taking control and ownership of like you were speaking yeah yeah absolutely anyway uh let's see Wants the final say in every decision, and that is every with a capital. Yeah. I think that's a little much. I think it is, and I think it's very controlling. It does sound it's controlling. It's very controlling, and I think that, that that can have a lot of harm and damage on your relationship as a whole between, like, two people. If, especially since we're still in the relationship category, I think this can be really damaging to how your partner feels and how invalidating you're kind of making their decisions. Like, you're basically, by you having to have the final say, you're basically saying that your partner is not able to make any decisions. And that your deci- your decision-making is more important. Again, yeah. from conversation to decision-making, you're just saying they're not as important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's absolutely. Not fair. No, not at all. So I, I would say that this is a bit high-maintenance. For sure. Demands gifts, but never gives them. Gifts are more important than the significant other. I think if this is your love language, though, I think this is a hard one. Because I think the the ending of that, the, the gifts over a significant other, yeah, like, I think it, it shouldn't matter what the gift is. It should just matter that it's coming from your significant other and they thought about you. But I think that, like... When the gift starts to become more important than the person as a whole, then yeah, I think there's a problem. 
Then but, you just have a sugar daddy. <laughs> well, and that's where I was thinking, like, but if your love language is just receiving gifts, then I don't necessarily think that by you wanting gifts from your significant other, that that is something that's high maintenance. That just could be very well the way that you were portrayed love growing up or the way that makes you feel loved the most. For sure. I think there's a balance within this, on the scale Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. But I agree that if gifts over a significant other, that is... Then that's where our problem is, and that is where I could feel like you would be high maintenance. Yes. Again, the, like you had stated, the whole sugar daddy scenario. Just get a sugar daddy. Yeah, absolutely. Or be a sugar baby. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, please. Like, seriously. You and... Hold on. No, there's not anything wrong with being a sugar baby. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. We're so accepting. We're yeah, I mean, yes. Been there, done that. (laughs) Stories on the Done it. (laughs) Stories. Maybe we'll do like an after dark episode or something. Or like a a Patreon. When we start doing Patreon we can uh Oh, you teasing the things early. I am teasing things early because twenty twenty two we got big things coming. Ow, ow, ow. All right, let's see. I have gets jealous when significant other pays more attention to their friends or family more than you. This is a control issue. I think this is a control issue as well. And I don't think that this is high maintenance. I think this is underlying issues of control. And you need to have friends. You need to spend time with friends and family. I think there, again, is a balance in a relationship. Like, if you're spending too much time with one person, like, you need to make up that time with your significant other in the same fashion. But I don't think that means that you're high maintenance. I think that means that you have standards as to how you're going to be treated by your spouse. But also, it's controlling if you think you're going to monopolize every single minute and second of your spouse's life. Yeah, and I think it comes from an insecurity. Maybe mm-hmm. you think you're going to lose them mm-hmm. or that, like, They're talking family- behind their yeah. back. That's exactly where I was going with that. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. (laughs) You just finished my thought. I got you. Uh, You and or your significant other must be perfectly presentable at all times. Nitpicking, outfits, behaviors, no sweatpants, or being scrubby. I've talked about this on on a past episode with a spouse, uh, an ex-spouse. So I think this is a control issue um, and a... You actually pointed this out to me, and I didn't actually think about this. Was I did? yeah, you said it. That sounds like they have an insecurity about the way that they present themselves to their parents. And I was like, whoa! Oh, I yeah. didn't think about it like I didn't think about it like that. Like they always want to be one hundred and ten presentable to their parents to prove that they are, you know, top notch. They look good. They've got a good girl, like that sort of thing. And I didn't. That didn't even cross my mind. It was just like significantly. For me, from my partner's point of view of, like, needing me to always look perfect. And I was like, that is not an option. I am fucking human. Absolutely. I don't ever do my hair. Like, when we finally get video running, y'all are going to see my hair in pretty much the same way you see it all the time. It's always in a messy bun or braid or a ponytail. I don't think I really do my hair. There are rare days I will straighten my hair, and that's because... It is wild. But when she does, she's looking like a fucking dime piece. Like a snack. (laughs) Um, But again, I think the whole, if must be perfectly presentable at all times, 
is a control problem and there's underlying insecurity issues with that. Yeah, and I think the reason I pointed that out to you originally was because I'm always diving deeper and asking questions mm-hmm. like, oh, where did that come from? How did that come about? Mm-hmm. And it could be that they have that insecurity and it started maybe from his parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. some expectation that they set. You know? Or like, but, and you know, I always thought it was crazy because I've always seen it like that person's parents were always like in sweats and always in like workout athleisure wear. Like they didn't really care. It was like his expectation of me being presentable to his parents, which is why I was like, so in early days did he feel like, you know, he had to be the, the top performer. So he thinks that he needs everyone else like around his life to also be at that top performance. Maybe so, like red carpet ready. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, I told y'all I have five fucking dresses. That's not happening. I think I have had this, but only for myself. Okay. So, like, I... So, do you feel like that makes you high maintenance? No. Okay. I mean, my thing was, it was, like, more, like, in middle school, high school. I just thought that sweatpants looked trashy or scrubby, Mm -hmm. and I didn't personally like the look of it, so I just... I mean, I think I had maybe, like, a couple pairs of sweatpants, yeah. if that, and I just wouldn't ever wear them to school, but when I went... I have one I went, picture of you in them at school. I have a picture. <laughs> I it's on to, my profile somewhere. <laughs> I think I stopped giving a shit around, like, junior or senior year, I which is, I think, when you came, you came into my life. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, like, stopped caring, and I was like, I'm in my senior year, like, who cares? What? Who cares what I look like? But yeah. I was also the same bitch that was wearing fucking stiletto. Yeah. So. Which is what I think I talked about in, like, the very first episode where I was like, I used to look up to this bitch and be like, oh, my God, look at her. She looks flawless coming to school. I wish I could put in that much effort, but I just, like, didn't have it in me. So. And it was hiding a lot of things behind that. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, like, again, so, like, again, another bullet point where it's, like, what else is lying deeper that this person feels like they need to be presented that way all the time yeah and i was i was worried a a lot about like other people and how they were portraying me Mm because it was high school i mean who wasn't yeah exactly who fucking wasn't in high school thinking about the boys think and all that yeah so please uh let's see next one is splurge on everything or materialistic that kind of goes hand in hand with the other one i don't think this makes you high maintenance even if you're materialistic. If you got it. If you got the money, sure. Yeah, and, like, if you need a man to, fill, to like, fulfill that materialistic need, like, go get it, honey. Go get it. There are plenty Why of men out there. Cool with it? There are many. There are plenty of men out there that, like, again, set your expectation. Yep. So open that door at the very first date. Hey, this is my expectation for a man I'm going to see long term and through the rest of my life. This is my expectation for you. If you cannot fulfill that, then you, you are not fulfilling my need and I will leave and find someone who will. It's really not that hard. I know that yeah. sounds shitty, but, like, if that's your expectation of a relationship, I I don't think that's a bad thing, and I don't think that makes you high maintenance. I think that makes you realistic with what your personal needs are. No, I think it becomes a problem when your spending habits are outside of your means. So, like, if you mm-hmm. or your man can't afford, afford it. it. Yeah. And, and you're still throwing thousands of dollars on a credit yeah, card. Yeah, like you're buying designer bags or something like that after hours. Yeah. While he's away or something yeah. like that. That would be my only quip. Um, ben called uptight, wound up, or high strung. I fucking hate this. I, I hate, hate this. this. Have you so actually been much. called one of those? I've been high str- I've been called high strung. Oh, see, I've been called uptight. Oh, you're uptight. so high strung. I'm like, no, I just have a lot of energy and I get really excited about things. I'm not high strung. I just like, I have a lot of energy and I'm really enthusiastic, especially when it comes to new topics that I get to like talk about with people. That doesn't make me high strung. 
that makes me enthusiastic. Yeah, I've been called uptight, and it was literally only as a dig, and I, yeah, exactly. She's making a face. Um, yeah, sorry, guys. I know you can't see this, but, like, uptight. Are you mm-hmm. uptight? <laughs> Nothing really bothers me, per yeah. se. I don't let anything bother me either, because I know me as a yeah. person. But they they were definitely using it as an insult, and they called me, like, an uptight bitch. And I was like... Fuck them. Sorry. Okay, sure. <laughs> and I went about my day. I, I was known for that, though, like... In middle school, I used to have, like, no one bullied me because I literally didn't let anything happen. Like, I didn't like, react yeah, at okay, all. Yeah, whatever. No. And then it got became no fun. And I was like, okay, that's a great one. I'm going back stopped. to my school work. Yeah. <laughs> going to learn math that I didn't retain. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, next one is never says wrong, uh, sorry or admit wrongdoing. I think this is going to be a problem for anything, not just high maintenance. I, I was going to say, I don't think this is high maintenance, but I think this is a problem. For sure. And I think all of these can be problems. Yeah. Just, I don't consider this high maintenance. I consider this a problem. I mean, there's a, someone who has said in our mixed company that they won't be apologizing for things that they've done. And I, you and I highly disagreed with that. I think we talked about this on a previous episode or something. And you and I highly disagree with that because you're not acknowledging where you take your accountability in the problem. Yeah, I think it wasn't, was it, um, I think that wasn't stop apologizing. Okay, I didn't Because we talked about um, that you have to admit your contributions. It's not about, like, admitting wrong during, per se. Like, if you don't think you're wrong, then. Don't admit that you're wrong. But, like, Put in your contributions. Like, you probably did something at some point that led up to your conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take your accountability. That's, for me, like, the biggest part. Just take your accountability. Like, if you're not going to take accountability for something. And if you take accountability, the likelihood is you're going to see it from the other person's perspective and realize that, wow, I did fuck up. Yeah. And, like, okay, it's already done. It's already, I already did it. But, like... There still needs to be some sort of apology and, like, accountability about how you went about the situation. I don't think that makes you... What is the phrase? Never says sorry. What word are you trying to come up No, I was going to say, like, I think that by never saying sorry, that doesn't make you high maintenance. Like, I think if you have a legitimate reason as to why you're not apologizing because you don't think you're wrong, then I think that that's fine. But I think that this can be a problem okay. because if you think you're never wrong, you need to do some work. I'm going back to my Dr. Phil, which I think I said in that episode, you can be right or you can be happy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> or, or you can even use you can be right or you can be productive, which I like that one. As well. Yeah, I like that one a little bit better. Yeah. Because I think sometimes like they, that whole phrase of like happy wife, happy life. I don't I hate that phrase. Um, and I think that plays that to me personally feels like that plays a lot into that phrase because it um, it feels like it's surrounded around like men, like just admit that you're wrong and then you can be happy. And it's like, no, like, I don't like that at all, especially because that revolves around the like happy wife, happy life. I think you both deserve to be fu- fucking happy in a relationship. For sure. All right. So that calls it quits for uh, all the high maintenance kind of bullet points in a relationship specifically. I think, yeah, and that can also be, I know we talked a lot about significant others, but that can be family or friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I had a question Kay. that I'd like to ask you. 
Is calling someone high maintenance a compliment or an insult? I think it depends on the context and the person receiving the high maintenance comment. I almost called it a compliment. So clearly (laughs) maybe I do think it's a compliment. Um, I think it depends on one, the context and two, the way the comment is said. Um, so yeah, I think tone is everything. Like, absolutely. Which is why I was like, I think if someone were to look at me and be like, oh yeah, you're so fucking high maintenance. I can't believe you. Like, da, 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 da. you need all of these things. Then I would be like, are you trying to insult me right now? Just cause I want to take care of myself. But like, if you're secure in the things that you're doing for yourself, I think you won't find that as an insult. You'd be like, all right, I take care of myself. Like, sorry that my high maintenance and your high maintenance is not the same, but I'm sure there are areas you are fucking high maintenance in. I think we are all high maintenance in a specific area of our life. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it does lie within you, whether you take it as a compliment or an insult. Mm -hmm. Because like we just said, I I accept that I'm high maintenance and I'd be like, oh, yeah, no shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like I am high maintenance and I wouldn't even think anything of it. But I think the the way it is often used and the connotation around it is what dirties up that word. Mm -hmm. So like... I wrote down common connotations that I think about when people say high maintenance is selfish, demanding, needy, attention hog, and controlling, mm-hmm. which I think we did pull out some of that yeah, we, in some I think of our talk, points. I think we talked about almost all of those. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that a lot of people, and I don't want to generalize, but I do more often hear about guys that say it after, yeah. like, an argument or a nasty breakup and they're like you're so fucking high maintenance i can't even deal with you Mm -hmm. like as if you're too much yeah Ooh, i hate (laughs) yeah you want to boil some blood and hear me go on a rant call me too much i will look you dead in your face and be like then there's the fucking door because i am never too much for someone that's willing to give me what i want Ooh, preach and i learned that the right way because this is gonna lead into a little story time oh yay story time before I started seeing the guy that I'm seeing now, I went on, not went on three dates, but I had the opportunity to possibly have an interaction with three other guys before mm, I started encounters. seeing. Yeah, three other encounters. And the first one, I laid a, I laid a hard boundary of he kind of ghosted me for a little while and I was straight up like, no, you don't do that to me. That's not how this is going to work. If you need space, you need to communicate that you need space. Not even Two hours later, I hadn't heard from him for 24 hours. And I was like, yeah, we're done. I texted him immediately at the 24-hour mic. I was like, I will give him 24 hours if I hear no response in 24 hours. Yeah, growth. Massive growth. I'm giving you the claps because we've been working on boundaries. Let's slash Really fucking hard. Yeah. So he crossed that boundary and it hit that 24-hour mark like on the minute. And I was like, I'm sorry. This is no longer going to work for me. Unfortunately, you've crossed my boundary. I... You didn't know the first time that it was a boundary. I let it know that it was a boundary when you crossed it. Uh, Now you crossed it again, so I'm no longer interested in pursuing anything going forward. Ooh, so professional. Oh, it was very professional. And I hadn't heard from that person in almost like four months, and they just like hit me up the other day, and I was like, yeah, nah, I'm good. Were you planning on ghosting me for four whole fucking months? Because, bruh. Bye. I can't stand the people that just, like, walk back in like nothing happened. They're like, if I'm gone long enough, you'll just forget this all happened. No, not a girl. Mm-mm, honey, I don't forget that shit. That's like a lock and key in this bitch. <laughs> but then my second interaction was 
uh, an old friend, hadn't seen them since high school. We caught up. They were in the area. So I was like, all right, yeah, cool. Let's grab dinner. And then mm-hmm. they laid the expect- expectation just like that. Oh, like, it's been a while since we've caught up. We haven't seen each other. Let's go to dinner. I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds great. And then as the conversation started leading and we were talking and things like that, that was not the expectation that he had in his brain. Like, his expectation was to go to dinner and take me home. And I was like, yo, I'm here to, like, catch up as friends. Like, what? This is <laughs> like, platonic AF. Yeah, I was like, it's not that I wouldn't sleep with you. It's just, like, that's not where I'm at in my life right now. And, like, you laid the expectation that we were seeing each other as friends, not that you wanted to hook up. Like, if you had set that boundary, like, that expectation before dinner, maybe I probably would have been a little bit more into it. But you laid the expectation of it was two friends hadn't seen each other in a long time and, like, I wanted to go forward and actually see you. So I was under the impression of that expectation. So I immediately was like, nah, that's not happening. I'm not sleeping with you. Again, hard boundary. I feel like that's a whole other episode. Like, all the skeevy things dudes have done to try to get in people's pants, including the lying about what your, what your actual intentions are. Or just lying about also, like, your status as a whole human-ass being. I had a guy say that he owned a house on Tinder. I showed up at this dude's house, and I was looking around, and I was like, ha! You don't own any of this shit. You are a mechanic. There is no fucking way this is all yours. And I was just like... Like, guys really think they can get away with that shit, and, like, we don't see through the bullshit. We just pretend. Yeah, we're like, okay, we'll see. And never call ego. you again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. And then the third one was an interaction I had where someone was trying to make a move, but, like, wasn't being very direct about their, the move they were trying to make. And I was like, can you just, like, be direct with me? And they went for the move after we had discussed things, and I was like... That again, that is not the expectation that we talked about. Like, what the fuck is happening? And I, like, denied. I immediately, like, went in for the kiss. And I was like, whoa, mm-mm, not happening. So, Stoop. so I, oh, again. Wait, next. Yeah, MTV next. next. So I instantly was just like, I had three expectations, three encounters of people trying to cross boundaries before I was like, no, oh, I'm good, homeboy. So, like, this is, you're saying that, like, I'm too much because I won't do X, Y, and Z, or I'm asking too much. And then this next man came along that I'm seeing now, and I was like, look, I'm really not trying to hook up with anybody right now. Like, it's not where I'm at mentally, like, emotionally. Like, I'm just not there. No, that's cool. We can just hang out. So we did. The first couple of times we just hang out, and then eventually, like, got to a point where I was like, yeah, I'm giving in. I'm ready. Like, but I also, before that even happened, I laid a very fine boundary of, look, I'm not good with one-night stands and just friends with benefits. So if that's what you're looking for, I'm going to end up in a relationship with you. I laid that line and I said, so now that like we had, after we had slept together, I very much was like, so here's my expectation. If we're going to go forward and get into a relationship, are, what are you looking for? Are you looking for long term? Are you looking to get married? What are your kids? How many, where do you plan to settle down? Like I laid hard, clear boundaries. And if you lay those things out and someone's like, whoa, 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 run, bitch, run, because you will have to constantly compromise your needs. So take it from someone who's been there. And very recently been there within a year that if you set your boundaries, you will find someone that is willing to sit right on that boundary and let you have your boundary, never cross it, and just accept yeah. you for who for fully who you are. I think you were right at the beginning of the episode that you'll never be too much for someone who actually wants to be with you absolutely. and get to know who you are as a person. Yep, absolutely. That's why I don't like that word too much. If I'm too much, there's the fucking door. Oh, yeah. I've said that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Same. Me too. 
All right, so just to follow up that question of is calling someone high maintenance a compliment or an insult, I wrote some thoughts about why someone could be considered high maintenance or have become high maintenance. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down perfectionism and like certain uh, like a certain level of doing things. They're just a go-getter. Maybe they have high goals and achievements that they want to pursue. Absolutely. Um, possible reasons why, like a little backstory, could be expectations came from family, friends, peers, or society, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, need for approval or has compared themselves to others and what they have. Hyper-independency, which we're We both. definitely <laughs> talked about, and we are both of those. Yeah, so, always, you know, had to always rely on yourself like mm-hmm. you didn't maybe have other people around to help you so you mm-hmm. became so used to doing everything by yourself so it was different to like relinquish that control i'm still learning how to do that we're working <laughs> on it uh partners unwilling to meet needs so they you know you get brushed off and at that point you just brush off ever trying to talk about that one thing with your partner again i've been in those situations um, personal experience. I mean, <laughs> That's you're a giving, rough. you're giving me a look, but I'm like, not nah, like I've been brushed off by like, you know, in my last relationship. And I just got to a point where I stopped talking about certain things because I was like, what's the point? I'm going to keep bringing this up. And like, I'm going through more conflict internally by bringing this up to you over and over again, knowing what the outcome is than me just like rellinquishing the fact that this will never be a solved problem. I feel like that's really common because and I it's mean, how, many up. T- how many times can you you know, ask someone to, like, hear you before you just, like, all right, I'll shut the fuck up and move along. And if you have a problem, <laughs> yeah. well, mm. <laughs> uh, I'm good. Yeah. yeah, it can cause a lot of resentment, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my last one was generally just needs TLC. I feel like what some people consider high maintenance is just wanting, like, tender love, care, affection, just Physical touch. Yeah, like normal basic things. human decency. Thank you. Basic human decency. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back, lovelies. Uh, we took a short break, but I think we're gonna dive back into the other like similar topic here. So we talked about high maintenance, but I also want to talk about high standards and include them. Um I have the definition here. It's a level of quality, achievement, etc. that is considered acceptable or desirable. I think that kind of fits the term. In my book, I feel like high standards would be, like, for example, me at work. Like, I have a high standard of doing things and, like, the way I get those done. Yeah, for me, I was going to say, I don't feel like it really applies to relationships usually. Like, high standards in a relationship, I think I have... I mean, I guess it does because I... I do have, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, let me let me reel that back in. Uh, if you have high standards. I think I do have high standards, like, in a relationship. Like, I expect you to be there. But, like, again, I'm under the impression that my basic human decency needs or my basic human needs are now considered high standards because the bar is that low. Is high standards for a relationship, like, more of the physical appearance? Or, like, like I when I... Think about people talk about high standards. Like, oh, you have such high standards for, you know, dating. It's like, because you want, like, a, a tall guy who <laughs> has, like, X salary or, like, some type of job who's interested in X hobbies or something See, like that or has a beard and tattoos or Like, something. for me, I'm always like, okay, like, high standards to me in a relationship, again, this is very personal, is, like, not a physical thing. It's, like, 
I need you to be able to listen to me. I need us to be able to talk about things and get like have open communication and conversation, which I know in our generation it can be hard. Like I just don't think in my personal definition, high standards is physical, even though I know what you're talking about. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like if, if high standards is like pre relationship, it's more mm-hmm. like dating or like more physical appearance and then high maintenance would be like what you need to maintain that relationship or the more mm-hmm. emotional side. So I was just trying to like see where people like, like why yeah. are there two terms or are they the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I like the way that you phrase that is in like high standards is in like the dating, dating pool. And then the, the high maintenance comes actually to maintain the relationship and it's not high maintenance. It is just maintenance. <laughs> Period. It is maintenance. Well, Maybe I'm going to call this episode maintenance and not high maintenance. It has to have a period, though, if we're going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I know. None of our none of our titles have had a period. So when we do maintenance, people are really going to know That's it. That's bold. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted to talk about standards more as in, like, activities, like I said, at work. I said mm-hmm. housework, work. Even, like, my level of, like, makeup, like, my yeah. routine. I was going to say, when I when you put your definition out there about high standards and that being more as, like, a work in a professional realm and more personal, I that's the way that I view high standards is on a personal level. Yeah, and I, I think I create those for myself. Um, I do. I mean, I'm a people pleaser. We are all, <laughs> both of us in this room are, we admit yeah. that. But, like... I have learned what people are looking for in the workplace, and I'm usually, like, pretty eager to go at it and, like, yeah. do as much as I can to help out anybody and everybody. But, like, my standard of work is definitely different than other people's. Like, I will not leave grammatical errors in my emails. Other people are using the fucking word you, like, the letter you instead of Y-O-U. Oh, or, like, no. Uh, <laughs> that is atrocious. Or, like, won't without the apostrophe, and I'm like... Why? Why? I know that I'm totally guilty of using, like, not the right apostrophes and commas. That's why I typically, before a lot of the things we post, I send it to you. I'm like, hi, here it is. (laughs) You're like, okay, how about this rephrasing? And I'm like, see, I knew she had my back. (laughs) Like, I think. Comes from the amount of essays I used to write. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um, But I think when it comes to the workplace, I don't know. I think having high standards is okay. I think it is, but I think it also becomes a problem when other people aren't doing as much. So, like, like your standard of doing work is, like, like I accomplish a lot at work. I'm like, okay, this task done, this task done, next, next, next. And I get a lot done during the day, but, like, someone else's level of standard is not going to be the same quality. Mm-mm. And I think that that's also with, like, a consumer standpoint is, like, the quality of clothes... I can't find a trans, a non-transparent white tank top to save my life. Nope. You know, like, I think that is the difference when you go, like, when I consider high standard. I don't think high standard is a bad thing, just like I don't think high maintenance is a bad thing. Um, but I think high standard is more acceptable in society. Thoughts? I think it is, and I think it's because it comes from the corporate world. And we will accept anything that comes from the corporate world. Sorry, we can clearly tell I'm a little uh, <laughs> sassy about it. Um, but, yeah, I think it's because it comes from the the workplace that, like, 
having high standards is a good thing because then you, by having high standards, you have a better output of product or customer service or, you know, whatever that level of high standard is. Um, so I think it's a little bit more acceptable because that's like the expectation versus like high maintenance isn't an expectation. It's viewed very differently than a high standard. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole other episode to get into the workflow of that. But, mm-hmm. like, I think workplaces are so willing to accept high standards but aren't willing to actually <laughs> give the same in return. Yeah, absolutely. They're not willing to take care of the high maintenance that comes with those high standards. Yeah, and that would, then they just end up dropping mm-hmm. because, well, I keep up high standards at work if other people are doing the bare minimum standards and that's sufficient. Mm-hmm. I think we've all been I'm going to digress again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even, like, housework, I find I have a high standard. I like to keep a clean house. Um, we just talked about the dishwasher earlier this mm-hmm. episode. Same thing applies. I put my forks in a certain, like, cubby. And I like that. I like that, too. But some people love the chaos. Listen. And they just go into the fucking drawer and find... We used to have a junk drawer at my house. It was, like, all the all the knives, all the ladles, all the spoons. I was like, I can't find anything. Like, Yeah. Like, Ugh. My mom is so organized in the kitchen, and I know when I have my own place that I will inherently have to make sure that things are organized. Yeah. And I know, too, like, when you set up your first kitchen, like, just go with what flows. Like, if you reach for something in a spot and it's not there, move it from wherever it is and put it there, because that's probably where you're going to most likely find it the most and need it the most. For sure. Yeah. I keep my spices in a certain order. I like alphabetical. I use by use, so, like, garlic is going to be first and foremost oh. in the front with salt yeah. and pepper, and yeah. then, like, I don't know, cumin's in the back, because I don't yeah. really prefer cumin. Yeah, my mom and I, ours is alphabetical, and it's, like, the alphabet starts at the top, and then goes t- down to the bottom, I wish it's I a had two that. shelf. I don't have enough and room for that. it's, we have a little bucket in the center that's, like, all the spices we use a lot, or the ones that are a little too big to fit on the shelves. So, yeah. So, salt, pepper, usually garlic, and then there's, um, we have a, like, a curry mix, and that one's just a giant bottle, and it's in the middle. Do you feel like that's a high standard of organizing? No. I think that's efficient. (laughs) I know exactly where all of those damn fucking spices are because it's alpha fucking medical. Okay, we start with B. Okay, now I'm going to know that, like, C's, D's are over here, and P is going to be over here. That's not high maintenance. That's called fucking efficiency. Standard. It is a standard. Maybe that is a little, maybe it is a little high maintenance. <laughs> I think anything, if you think about it long enough, can drive you crazy. Like, like I said, I, I understand you, you I talked to you about my laundry mm-hmm. and you agreed with a lot of things that I was yeah. saying, but I felt absolutely neurotic talking about it and saying it out loud. And saying it to your spouse too. Like it's, it, or asking somebody else to take that yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to say, I shouldn't necessarily say specifically your spouse but just like thinking that you would have to delegate that task to anyone else you're like oh my god I could not have this conversation with anyone else I think that's where it comes into play is like I went out on um, work recently because of everything that had happened and I came back and I had to redo my spreadsheet because it wasn't done to my standard (laughs) (laughs) so like I think when you're delegating it to somebody else is when it becomes more of an issue but is that because you know by having your spreadsheet in a certain way there's a level of efficiency to that? I don't know. I know there was, I mean, I think people need more practice. They don't do it all the time, obviously, because I'm not out very often. Yeah. But 
I know it's more accurate when I, because the way I do it, but also I just know I'm nitpicky. Like, I will always put street, period, and I shorten everything so nothing says street written out versus yeah. street, period. Yeah, because so like I keep Avenue everything all the same. A large boulevard, if you just did BVLD, like that's much, much I always shorter. abbreviate it. Yeah, so that way it's not taking up a giant cell and expand. Well, other ones I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> just that. I, I'm a little. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> High standards. High standards. We it's accept fine. those things. Yep, absolutely. But that was the only other thing I wanted to talk about. I did say that the, it's a high, highly active or a high level of care, mm-hmm. um, achievement or goal seeking, typically with high standards. And then I, I asked the question, is it due to how long you've been alone and how to take having to take care of yourself? Oof. I think that ties into what we were talking about before and what I had asked before. Do you have any thoughts about it? Yeah. Um, I think if you've been alone for a long time, whether you're in a relationship or not, that feeling of being alone and having to accomplish and do all these things by yourself without the support of anyone else, regardless of in a relationship or not, you definitely become more of that hyper-independent, I'll just handle it like it is what it is. I have my standard of how things are going to get done and if you don't you know meld to that then I'm like not interested I I can agree I mean the way I I answered this question in my head was like I mean yes I do think it's due to me being alone for so long I mean I spent 19 years of my life alone Mm -hmm. um but I think it's because I also, I mean, I did grow up, like I said, in a five-person household, and, like, I was the household that had generic soda. Yeah. I had Dr. Thunder, Dr. Perky. Oh, my God. Mountain, lightning, mountain, mountain lightning for Mountain Dew, mountain lightning for Mountain Dew. Yeah, so, like, now that I'm alone and I have the, you know, the financials, I can buy coca-cola or dr pepper yeah so i think i've also gotten used to that and that was what had come up the other day was i was like asking my significant other to go pick up i don't even know what it was tissues or paper towels it was definitely tissues you told me about this it was tissues because you specifically wrote out what kind of tissues you wanted because you said all the other ones make my nose hurt yeah, I don't like the ones with lotion. Yeah, and I was like, oh, those are my favorite because they make my nose feel better. But and they you make my really skin break skin. out. Right, right. So. Yeah, so, like, I've gotten used to all the things that I normally buy. Organic apples, mm-hmm. organic produce. So then, like, I was like, did you buy organic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I'll still eat it, but, like. Mm. But it is a high standard because yeah. I've gotten so used to being by myself. I'm able to buy whatever I want. Mm-hmm. So then, like, sending somebody else or having them do the shopping is different Mm -hmm. or but like even for me like relinquishing in order to gain time back the like mobile ordering at like stop and shop and walmart and those places i think are great and i am like a super big advocate for them but relinquishing someone to pick out the right fucking blueberries and taste a grape before they put it in my fucking bag is so hard for me to relinquish that because i know that that standard is not going to be high enough because I have a high standard for the way the grapes should taste. And, of course, like, it's not going to be the same either because someone else could like sour grapes. So by them tasting a sweet grape, they're like, oh, this is so sweet. It must be fine. Do you but- taste your grapes in the grocery store? Fuck right I do. I'm not taking bad. It's I'm not taking not- home bad grapes. Oh, my grapes. gosh. You need to wash all your produce. Wash your produce, everybody. <laughs> I rinse it when I come home. But, like, yeah, you I try. Bear. 
Sometimes I don't. Okay, sorry. Sometimes I don't. All right. But yeah, I don't think like I that's one thing where I'm like I have a hard time relinquishing that because I know that I have a high standard for how things are going to be picked up. You pick a certain thing like I like more ripe. um, I don't like ripe bananas. I like them a lot more green so that I give them a couple days and then they're like still a little like green, green taut. Like they're not so mushy. But like. I also think there's an unspoken rule on, like, those mobile order grocery stores that they just, like, give you the shittiest fucking thing that's going to go bad soon. Like, every time I get spinach, it's always wilty. It's always, like, already half gone. I never order it. I always go pick it up. There are, like, very small amount of things that I make sure I'm going to the store to pick those up because nobody picks out the right thing. And they try to substitute, and I have it now where everything, all substitutions are off, regardless of what I order. If it's not in stock, I'm shutting off the substitution. I don't want you substituting, because your standard and my standard of a substitution are going to be very fucking different. My store is usually pretty good about it, because they'll give you a list, and if you don't want the substitution, you can just say that. Yeah, mine doesn't give me a fucking list. Oh, yeah, it gives me a list before I pick it up, so it says, like, hey, these changes have been made. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you can... I forget. Respond. I think the thing is, I forget to do that. So then when I'm on the phone, I just have that like anxiety of telling somebody no. I don't want that because it wasn't what I wanted. So I've just have made it that much easier for myself to shut off all the substitutions. Don't substitute it. Just tell me it's out of stock. I'll find another fucking store. That was the worst part about working for Instacart. Mm. Was like if they wanted, like, if there wasn't something in stock, you'd have to like call the customer. Mm-hmm. But like the, a lot of people wouldn't answer. So I'm like, I don't know what to substitute this with. What the heck? And I think it's really hard, especially in today's day and age, with people that have allergies. Like, I had somebody substitute oat milk for literally, like, a creamer, an oat milk creamer, for a regular milk creamer. And I was like, what in God's name made you think that that was a good fucking idea? Maybe some people just like oat milk. Yeah, but I asked for oat milk and got regular milk. I clearly am lactose intolerant if I am requesting oat milk. (laughs) What in God's name made you think regular milk was a good fucking idea. That's why I was like, again, I went to the store literally two hours later, returned it all, and the guy was like, oh, you don't want it? I was like, no, I'm lactose fucking intolerant. (laughs) He was like, well, you can shut off substitutions. I was like, well, yeah, now I'm going to, because clearly people are incompetent. And he was like, okay, here's your refund. I was like, thank you. Have a great night. like, (laughs) the fuck? (laughs) I can understand that, though. You want your oat milk, so you don't fucking sit in the toilet. Yeah! Like, and it, so, like, and I think today's day and age, like I said, it's hard to, when you're in that Instacart situation, to pick something without knowing the full range of, like, well, if I pick this, are they still going to be able to eat it because of X, Y, and Z ingredients? Yeah, I was very early on the Instacart train, Mm -hmm. like, when I was doing like shopping mm-hmm. I think they got better with it they'd like put like here's some substitution options but like at first because you're at grocery stores that you've never been into yeah. and that gives me so much anxiety <laughs> anyway I'm like where are the fucking pickles <laughs> <laughs> but they got better so like if you didn't get a chance to like contact the customer it would just be like okay I substituted this yeah. here you go like and they could decline it if they wanted to after yeah Anywho. Sorry, that was see. a long-winded rant about high standards <laughs> <laughs> and grocery orders. Yes. So, I think that answers that question. I had some tips on being in a relationship with someone who is high standard or maintenance. Mm-hmm. I have intense needs and desires. They're highly motivated. Um, they can often be anxious about what they need or want. 
they might need more attention or reassurance in case they're maybe like insecure about their appearance or insecure about their relationship, the trust factor. Joss is nodding her head very aggressively. Um, can be harder to please. They often ignore the emotional sides of relationships. Mm-hmm. And then I just have some tips to kind of help you. But I have to give a little gripe to this because this article was literally named Eight Tips to Make a Relationship um, with a High-Maintenance Woman. It was specifically woman. <laughs> and I rolled my eyes. I just eyes. gave a really hard eye roll, so... Yeah, there's high-maintenance men- high people overall. Yes. So, um, remember that you are in control of you, your emotions, and your actions. Just because someone else is reacting poorly or um not in the way you'd like you have control over you and what you're doing absolutely set clear boundaries you know if something's going wrong with the date and maybe they want to voice their opinion about it maybe it's have a past um, history of being negative Mm -hmm. you can set a boundary saying like okay you can talk about it to me but you need to be productive mm-hmm. and I'll give you or I'll give you X amount of time to talk about it and then we need to start trying to find a resolution to move along. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Uh, right alongside that is use healthy communication techniques to voice your concerns. No insults, especially don't say, hey, you're being super fucking high maintenance. Yeah, like can you tone it down? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like tell, don't tell, ever tell anyone in an argument to calm down. I don't care if you're male, female, whatever. Don't ever tell someone to calm down in an argument. Nope. That just is not productive for either one of I you. I think just a general rule is don't be passive aggressive. Oh, I like that. Because you're being petty at that point. Yeah, I need to work on that. Sometimes I can be really passive aggressive in an argument. For sure. I think we all can, but as long as you stay aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, brainstorm possible outcomes or options. Like, what is an acceptable outcome for both of you? Mm-hmm. I think that just draws on that communication line. Same. Agreed. Uh, Set reasonable goals with your significant other and problem solve together, like how you can manage your high expectations and how you'll both respond when certain situations arise. Mm -hmm. Discuss expectations, times, time, resources, finances. Um, You know, maybe they want a anniversary gift Mm -hmm. that is really out of your price range. You know, you guys have to talk about the expectation around it how much you can actually afford maybe it's not a possibility right now but down the road you can do something yeah absolutely the last one was challenge and reset expectations i I think that has to be done together yeah for sure i think a lot of this does but this one in particular because you can't just be like oh well like that's a shitty (laughs) you shouldn't be reacting like that like let's fix that Mm-hmm. You guys That's have not to, productive at all. No, you have to reset expectations together to what's going to work for both of you. Yeah, and I think I like the challenge part of that is, like, you can challenge your spouse on their expectation to be like, hey, like, I don't know if that's, like, a great expectation to have of me because of X or because of Y. And, like, giving a, an explanation of your side of why that expectation might not work for you and then resetting and coming to an agreeable expectation for a moment with a game plan to work towards the expectation that your partner may need. Yeah, I mean, you can use the birthday or anniversary present Mm -hmm. as an example. You know, I can't actually afford that. It's not something that's within my 
financial means Mm -hmm. let's talk about you know what is possible and go from there and what still makes you feel like you know you're valued or is Mm -hmm. you know your expectation yep okay so we're coming up on the end of this episode i had a couple questions just are these pointed at me or at our audience these are i think to both of you guys this is about if you are the high considered the high maintenance or high standard person Mm -hmm. so what does all of this mean for you should you change your way of doing things and should you change because someone feels like you're too much I know I already have your thoughts on that last one. <laughs> I'm getting itchy over here, like. Ugh. I this is this was the questions that I had asked myself after all of that stuff with the laundry, the grocery store had happened, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I typically accept that I am high maintenance, but I and I don't feel like I'm too much. Mm-hmm. But is this you know you know thinking I'm like neurotic or crazy for like explaining my laundry situation is that too much and should I change because of those things because I can't delegate a task like that for everything it's okay I think that that's fine I think you should just delegate other tasks that are easier I would agree now like outside of the situation like I I like was in a definitely a mood, mood that day, yeah absolutely um, with everything going on but like after that I was able to reflect and be like you know I am accepting and I would delegate something easier like just towels which is yep. simple mm-hmm. um and not like the whole thing right um I also kind of felt like it, some of it wasn't all on me like that I would um expect my partner or family or friend whoever to take on some of the learning how I like things done I think you're great for that you do ask me like where do your cups go where Mm -hmm. where does the plates go and I am a little particular about that yeah yeah you are (laughs) um so like you ask those questions and it really helps me and it it makes me feel supported because then you do those things how I need them Mm -hmm. how I would like them done the plate thing is still something I'm adjusting to I still I don't know how many times that one doesn't bother me so much my (laughs) Doesn't bother you so much as you go in the cabinet and turn the plate I just put down. <laughs> My plates are square and they have a line down like three quarters on the yeah. way, and I like them facing a certain, a certain like way. all of them facing the certain direction, and then on the other side they face the opposite way, so they meet each other like blue to blue. Mm-hmm. But that is a literally a purely me thing, and I would not ever. Yeah. But I'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you put my dishes like that. How the fuck? <laughs> like, how could yeah. you? Yeah, no. And I was like, I just put them away. And then I went about the day. And then, like, you know, anything else you put, I put away, I was like, okay, how does that look? Okay, yeah. Okay, here. Okay, here. And even, like, when I was helping out, I was like, uh, how do your spoons go? Because this looks like this is organized. Because also, too, you have to remember, like, living in apartments and having small spaces, you have to have, be particular about things. Because otherwise, you're not getting everything in those drawers. Yeah. And I'm also accepting because I I have not been diagnosed with it, but I have I feel like I have obsessive compulsive tendencies, and so I do like things a certain way. And although I wouldn't expect anyone else to do it, I do it. And mm-hmm. sometimes some days it does bother me, and I'll just be like, I need to fix the plate. Yeah. <laughs> or like the spoons you just said, I like them by a size. Way, They're yeah. in order by size. Yeah. So like that's just me, and I accept mm-hmm. all parts of me. So I hope that my partner, my friends, family would. At least accept some of it. Mm-hmm. And take responsibility for some parts of it. Just learning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Do you have your closing thoughts about 
everything we talked about? No, I gave a lot of thought. So I have, I am great. I feel good about this episode. So uh, I guess I'm closing this one up. So these were my just general thoughts when I was writing all these show notes out here. And I said, why are we treating people like cars? Like, what is high maintenance and low maintenance? We are not cars. And if you really want to use that analogy, find a way to use it correctly. You know, like everyone does need maintenance quote-unquote maintenance and that looks different for everyone just like you know a different make or model of a car requires different parts or maintenance what you don't do is buy or rent a car and act like it's so outrageous because you can't be bothered to read the manual or spend the time to learn or follow it yeah change the oil like what are you gonna do not change the oil that's regular maintenance because you need synthetic oil yeah nope Um, if you are interested in someone because they seem like too much then um, do both of yourselves a favor and walk away instead of making yourself both miserable down the road. Mm -hmm. You are both human with feelings and emotion, and no one deserves to feel like a nag too much, um, to be nitpicked, or to be someone that they're not for standard's sake. Know your boundaries and limitations. Know what you're looking for and lay that out on the table sooner rather than later. Talk about each other's top and bottom lines and how you can achieve them together. Absolutely. And I just want to make a point about that is like when you're in the dating pool, you should be talking about your top and bottom lines before that three month mark. If you're consistently dating like one person, that should be something that comes up on a date before that three month mark, because usually around that three month mark is really when things start to get serious or you're you're considering taking the next step forward out of the dating pool. Um, And that needs to be a conversation before you're like way down the road, like Almost as if to say, like, also, what are, uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, what are your no's? Like, what are things that are definite deal breakers? Deal breakers. So what are your deal breakers should also be a conversation you have in that first, like, three months of seeing someone. Yeah. And I don't think you ever stop talking about your top and bottom lines Mm -hmm. because there's so many things that's going to arise. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to do it in the first few months of your relationship. But you're never not going to Mm -hmm. stop talking about You're never going to stop talking about those things. Wow, can I talk? (laughs) And also, like, reevaluate them as you are in a relationship, especially long-term, because as you both grow and sway and new things arise and you come across new situations, some of those top and bottom lines can really change and be a total reverse. So I think always making sure that you reevaluate those in a long-term relationship is uh, really important. For sure, for sure. Uh, Just finishing this one up. If you feel like you are high maintenance and it is causing dysfunction or toxicity to you or your relationships, please seek help, whether that's from a licensed therapist, counselor. Um, You are capable of change and you are able to still like and want certain things at a maintainable level for you and your lifestyle. If you don't feel like you're high maintenance, or maybe you do like you're like me, um, and it's not hurting anyone, then... (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Having goals is not unrealistic. Wanting certain things isn't crazy. Own that shit. Know your worth and keep fucking trekking. Mm -hmm. Um, Continue to practice confidence, self-love, and acceptance. And I think that goes for everybody. Mm -hmm. I loved when you had stated it at the very beginning of the episode of just saying like, yeah, I'm high maintenance and I own that shit. I think that that's just something that you have to own and just be really clear and confident in how you're going to portray that and have those conversations with any relationship yeah and no one can use it against you mm-hmm. it's a compliment mm-hmm. yep so i'm gonna say follow rate like and subscribe you can follow us on tiktok 
Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. at tabletalks.podcast. Mm-hmm. And go be your fucking full 100% high maintenance selves. Love you. We'll see you next week.